All right. Here we go. Today, I'm joined by Sam Balter, the host of our strange but delightful sister podcast, Weird Work. Hi, Megan. So happy to be here. So I hear you have a story for me. Hot damn I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I do. And it involves two of my favorite things, robots and food. I went into the story thinking that it was just going to be another awesome tale of machines taking human jobs and furthering our obsession with quick, crappy, processed food. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think of when I hear robot food. Exactly. Me too. Then I made risotto and everything changed. First, let's head over to this robot kitchen. When I heard about this new restaurant in Boston called Spice, where all the food is made by robots, I just had to check it out. Now, I worked in a lot of restaurants. I've been cooking my entire life. And to be honest with you, I was a little skeptical of these robot chefs. So producer Handsome Matt Brown and I packed up our gear to meet one of the founders at Spice. We caught up with him at their location in downtown Boston. And I just want to apologize in advance for the noise. My name is Michael Farid, and I'm one of the co-founders of Spice. We serve a global cuisine, uh, so we have all sorts of different bowls, from Indian to Thai, Lebanese. And one of the cool things about the restaurant is that uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the food prep and cooking of the meals is done by uh, a robotic system or a robotic kitchen. So what was the inspiration for Spice? When I was in grad school, um, I was having a hard time finding uh, like really delicious, nutritious meals at anything under, say, $10 or $12. I became interested in why like good food was expensive and not so good food was cheap. Michael didn't just happen on the idea of using robots to cook. Him and his three co-founders were all studying robotics and mechanical engineering at MIT. So as Michael puts it, Naturally, robotics was the solution we came up with, given our backgrounds. Okay, just as a quick side note, this interview is incredibly tricky. Because the whole time I'm staring at these little robots busily bussing back and forth to feed diners. When I asked Michael to describe the machine, he definitely lights up at the opportunity. Matt, cue up some of that upbeat, quickly explaining something music. First, let me tell you, it's really fun to watch. Uh, It's really customer facing. It's like it's designed to be in a retail environment. Uh, We didn't want to build something that was a black box that magically food came out of it. We wanted to build something that was transparent and fun. Okay, so first off, imagine a giant glass wall with all sorts of large plastic tubes peeking out from behind it. And then there's this little box jetting back and forth. You will roughly see something that looks like an orange box zipping around. Uh, That's called the runner. Uh, The runner is basically the robot system that collects the different ingredients. So, let's say so the little runner collects the food and tosses it into a cup, which flings it into the wok. The wok doesn't look like a wok you've seen before, but honestly doesn't look that unfamiliar either. The wok is a small spinning barrel. The whole contraption looks kind of like a Rube Goldberg machine, but it's made up entirely of things from the kitchen. Roughly, the runner collects the ingredients, tosses them into a wok. The wok will cook the ingredients by rotating, constantly tumbling and searing your food, giving it like a really, really even heat distribution. And then once the meal is ready, the wok will tilt downwards, uh, plating the food into the bowl. 
uh, the bowl will swivel out of the way and then the wok will automatically get sprayed by a jet of really hot uh, water and steam. <laughs> okay, this robotic system is amazing. The runner bounces back and forth, little cups fling ingredients into the woks, which then whir around and around until they dump the food in a bowl. It's definitely fun to watch, but are these machines better than two hands and ten digits? Um, no. You know, what I would say is that the robotic system is, it's really consistent, it's really fast, it, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make mistakes, and in general it's really efficient. Frankly, a lot of the jobs done in the back of a fast casual restaurant are like very, very tough, tiring jobs. You know, industry turnover is over 100%. And so, you know, we decided to automate the tasks that we felt like were not fun for people to do, like standing in front of a hot walk or standing in front of a dishwasher for hours on end, and allow our staff to focus on what's engaging, what's important to the customer, like customer service, and the creativity, like the presentation of the meal. At this point, I got a big looming question. So... Michael built this amazing cooking technology, and he managed to get healthy food to people at an affordable price. But I'm wondering, where is this all going? Luckily, I happened to sit down with one of Spice's patrons, Richard Yu. Richard is a robotics and mechanical engineer going to school in Boston. When looking at the problem of low-cost food, he had an even better question. Why not automate everything. Like restaurant is a hospitality industry. So you need to get people involved so that people can feel the sense and the warm of the, the human touch. I think that's a really important thing about restaurants. Richard brings up a key point that Michael kept stressing. Despite the tech being front and center, Spice is a restaurant first. And our business model is simple. We want to open more restaurants and serve more customers. Our goal is to serve a familiar, delicious meal that's also healthy at a broadly accessible price point. Michael is new to starting a business, and restaurants are notoriously bad investments. But Spice is killing it. Before I let him go, I want to get his advice for other people looking to start a restaurant. Starting a restaurant is really, really hard. There's a lot of moving parts. But I would also say that it's, I think, the most friendly industry because it's the hospitality industry. It's about being nice. It's about welcoming guests and diners and making them feel welcome. And so I think it's uh, really hard, really rewarding. Going into this episode, I had a vision of a robot restaurant, usurping human jobs and turning the humans that work there into cogs in a cyborg chef machine. After all this, I was torn. The next day, I came home from work and made some risotto. If you've never made it before, I'll give you a quick overview. You cook some ingredients, mix in rice and butter, then stir in half a cup of broth, then another, then another, until it's ready. Stop stirring, the whole thing burns. Pour in too much broth, it gets soggy. It's simple, but it's a real pain in the ass to cook. Michael said something in the beginning of the interview that struck me as I stirred and stirred the risotto. He wanted people to be more creative, have more fun, and focus on things that matter. In a restaurant where the owner has a team of reliable cooks, the staff can focus on providing an amazing customer experience, and the customers get a low-cost, healthy meal delivered quickly. Not every machine that simplifies our lives is out to ruin us. Some of them are just saving us from what we'd rather not do. Like, 
stir risotto endlessly, which I could absolutely live quite happily without ever doing again. Thanks, Sam. No problem. So what'd you think? Not quite the robot apocalypse you imagined. If anything, it kind of makes me want one of these machines. Today's story was written by Sam Balter, with help from Matthew Brown, and was produced by Matthew Brown. Today's episode also included music from Synchronize. If you like these short episodes, let us know on Twitter, at The Gross Show. I'm Megan Keeney-Anderson, and thanks for listening. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. Thanks.